0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Romans 1, 1 through 1-17. Imagine that you encounter an individual who is holding a grenade. Are you afraid of him? If you're smart, you probably are. But really, let's drill down a level deeper. Are you afraid of him or are you afraid of the grenade? Eh, Likely, you're afraid of the grenade. That's the explosive power that if it goes off is going to very much negatively affect you. Now, Now let's pivot the scene around. You're holding the grenade. Are you confident? Well, probably. Why? Because you are so powerful or because of what you are holding? Obviously, because of what you are holding with the grenade. Now, as a Christian, you hold the gospel. You have been entrusted with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, that should give you a great amount of confidence because you should know it is not you where the power is going to come from. The power comes from the gospel. And that should fill all of us with confidence in our role in the world. And it should empower us to be faithful evangelists for the sake of the gospel, because it's not about me being so powerful or so compelling. Ultimately, it is about the gospel. And that's what we're going to see today as we start Romans 1. So today is a big pivot point In our journey through the New Testament. So far, we have read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have read Acts. We've been dealing mostly with narrative texts. Well, today we begin the epistles and we'll be spending really most of the rest of the year going through letters that were written in the early church, most of them by the apostle Paul. So it'll be different kind of reading, but one sense of continuity we'll have right now is we're still Talking about the Apostle Paul, who we obviously spent so much of the book of Acts discussing. So we will see that now together as we dig into Romans 1, which begins with the words Paul, uh, a servant of Christ Jesus. And so when we see Paul, it says that he is a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Now, we need to be intellectually honest here and say, well, when it says he's set apart for the gospel of God, in the context, I think that is saying something special about him. He was an apostle. He was set apart for the gospel of God in a unique way from you and me. Even he was specifically an an apostle commissioned to the Gentiles. But if you consider a passage like Uh, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, we've been called out of the darkness and into the light to declare the excellencies of the one who called us out of the darkness and into the light. Um, We we should see that every Christian is to some extent set apart for the gospel. You may not all be in full-time ministry. I don't think any of us are apostles, uh, but we are set apart for the gospel. And that's where we then get into a little bit of an explanation of what the gospel is. This good news of God is not something new for Paul in the New Testament because it was promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now, there's a nice bit of continuity there between that statement and what we read yesterday with Paul in Rome now trying to persuade the Jews there. And how was he doing that? By force of his personality? No, he was doing it through uh, really pointing them to the scriptures, looking at the law of Moses, looking at the prophets, showing how those things pointed forward to Christ. Uh, Concerning his son, verse 3, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness... By his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So there you see in the gospel, the gospel is told to us even in the Old Testament. We see it looking forward to Christ and then it's declared with power through the resurrection. So again, we see the centrality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's through Jesus Christ that we have received grace and and, um apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith. Now there again, you see something unique to the apostle Paul in the apostleship because it was through Christ though. He received that and we know we have all received the grace of salvation through Christ. And now he is writing this to Rome and it's very clear uh, while we left Paul in Acts 28 in Rome, it's clear this letter was written before that because he is expressing a desire here, a longing to go to Rome and proclaim the gospel. So that hadn't happened yet. So clearly this was written at an earlier point in the book of Acts than the end. And the middle part of our passage today really speaks of Paul and his desire. Desire to see them. He, he really goes into even bringing God in as his witness, how he wants to go and see them and how it's never worked out for him to make it to Rome, but it is his desire. And he explains why he says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So you see, he wants to go see them to encourage them. And you see Paul, and this is a good little nugget for everybody. Uh, Paul wants to encourage them, but he expects to be encouraged by them. So not even the apostle Paul thinks of himself as, well, I'm so advanced in the Christian life, all I do really is give encouragement. I I can't really receive encouragement from anyone because I'm so advanced. I just give encouragement. No, even the Apostle Paul knows no, there's a mutual edification here. And that's a good thing for you to think. You might sometimes think, oh, all these other believers, they need my encouragement. And there may be truth to that. But guess what? You need the encouragement of others too, even if you're the Apostle Paul. So there's just one little nugget to pull out of Romans 1 there and his desire to see the Romans. And he is also eager to go there to preach the gospel. And that's where that section ends in verse 15 and then lands into this famous part of the chapter in Romans 1 16 where he says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So there he makes it clear. It is the gospel that is the power of God for salvation. The gospel is the grenade, so to speak. It is not Paul who is so powerful, and it's certainly not going to be you or me that is so powerful. It is the gospel that is powerful for salvation. And we're going to spend Several of these next chapters really unpacking what is the gospel. That's what he's going to go on to explain. In this passage. But the gospel is the power of God for salvation, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. And what is this righteousness of God and faith? We're, we're going to see a lot more of that, especially in chapter three. But even there, we're seeing we are saved by faith, and it's because of a righteousness uh, that comes from God through the gospel. So as we think about this, uh, a couple applications. First and foremost, how are you saved? What are you trusting in? The power is not you. If you think you are going to heaven because of who you are or what you've done, you, my friend, have not believed the gospel. You haven't. The gospel points us away from ourselves and away from our own works, our own abilities, our own identity, and it points us to Christ. So first and foremost, as we think about this, this is a great sentence. One phrase we've come back to throughout the year is then, always, now. We've looked at that a lot with the narrative passages. We'll do that again with the epistles. Okay, what did this mean then? What is Paul saying to the Romans? Okay, well, from that, what is always true? Uh, what, what are the principles that we learn from that that are true throughout all time and all of God's people? And, and then now, what, what difference does that make in my life today? Well, this is one of those easy ones because what is he saying to the Romans? He's saying the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Guess what? That's always true. Uh, the power of God is still coming through the gospel. So again, first and foremost, you need to believe the gospel. That is the only way for you to be saved. And another thing to notice, then when it quotes there from Habakkuk at the end, the righteous shall live by faith. I just want you to put this in your hat because we'll be coming back to this throughout Romans. It doesn't just say that the righteous are saved by faith. That's true. And we'll see that but it says the righteous live by faith. And I think that's important for us to get, important for us to remember. Faith isn't just how you get saved. Faith is then how you live the whole Christian life. But it is by faith. So the power of God for your salvation will not come through you, your works, your identity. It comes through Christ. Okay. The other clear an obvious application of this is it should give us confidence as we share the gospel. The power is not ultimately going to come through you. It will come through the message. Your job is to deliver the message. And a message that we'll even see here centers around Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. And we'll see more about that message as we keep going through Romans. But don't ever think, well, I can't share the gospel. Uh, No, if you are saved, you're trusting in the gospel. So you should know the gospel and, and communicate that. That message is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So even here we see Paul, we see again his heart, we see his commitment, but really it's not about him. It's the message, the message of the gospel, a message that we are called to believe in and a message that we also are entrusted to proclaim. So keep throwing the gospel grenade out there and wait for it to go off, and and watch as God will transform people through the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.